Hello, and welcome to the Coffee House at 141 Studio. I'm Ryan Whiting. I'm Paul Cushing. And uh, we're going to do 20 things about the Premier League today. We do get the benefit of being, what, two two weeks in? Yeah, we're two weeks in. We're, uh, we're, we were trying to be ahead of it and realize that it wasn't going to happen. So we're, we're going to do it anyways because, you know what, it's still very early and we still don't know a lot about what could happen during the course of the season. Though we do know some things that could happen. Like Manchester United being really bad is, is definitely a thing. So if you're a Chevrolet owner, um, this could be a problem. Actually, they don't even have Chevrolet as a, as a sponsor anymore. I completely forgot about that. Oh, they yeah. lost their, their big money sponsor? Yeah, it's Team Viewer, quote-unquote. I don't even know what that even means. I don't even know what kind of company that is. It, it doesn't It doesn't really matter. Who cares? But Sounds terrifying, really. Yeah, it sounds like a 12th place finish uh, for a team for their sponsor. Anyway. So, so that's actually the first thing is we kind of roughly divided these up into, like, club disappointments, player disappointments, club surprises, and player surprises. So, like, good and bad. And Man United finishing 12th is what you said yes is paul's first disappointment yeah it's gonna be a disappointment i mean it's a disappointment for the club you know yeah. like I, for me i could care less i mean <laughs> like they they're the, the problem is it's really sad because manchester united is one of those teams that it's one of those teams you love to hate so in a way it's great when they're good because you have something to like if you're a rival of another team you have something to root against in a way it's actually sort of sad because they are so poorly run they are so poorly managed like not by Eric Ten Hag it's not, it's not about him but at the top with the owners and like other management like Ed Woodward that it's just sad at this point and you wonder if it could get worse because there's a possibility I think it could get worse I don't know if it's going to get better right away and uh, that's the thing that's a little scary to me the uh, shot and fraud has long since worn off. Now it's just sad. Yeah, it's just sad now. Yeah. You're just you're just kicking them. They're already on the ground. Now. Yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even trying to kick them at this point. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I know where they are right now. Like, as an Arsenal fan, like, I saw how bad it was, and I think this is one of those things that with Aaron Tech, uh, Eric Ten Hag, they they really need to stick by him and like allow him to rebuild from the ground up because that's what they need. They need an absolute and complete overhaul of everything that they have at that club from youth level to like development to recruitment to like every single detail needs to be changed to that club again the the situation is dire it it's it's pretty clear to me uh, that you basically have to get rid of the entire squad the culture has to be so bad in that clubhouse right now they clearly do not enjoy playing as this team and uh, you just at some point you're gonna have to go full rebuild rebuild kind of like arsenal Kyrie, i mean arsenal has completely redeveloped that squad with the exception of like two or three players or four players they've completely done that and the thing is with manchester united it's like you've got a serial winner in cristiano ronaldo he was the only one that was fighting for the team on sunday and or saturday excuse me and you wonder like you know you i kind of understand why he wants to go it's because he wants to win more and this team is not going to do that they are so passive at this point and they've got players who at one point were really excellent have now just kind of like fallen into nothing like Marcus Rashford hasn't been around in like two years like when has he been actually been good it's been since before the pandemic you know or during the pandemic Bruno Fernandes hasn't been great in a year they've got a lot of players who were great quote unquote like world class players that are like Jaden Sancho since he's been sold to Manchester United last year he has been absolutely invisible might as well put him on a milk carton yeah 75% of the time he's been invisible and it's like well you spent a hundred like 130 million dollars on that guy and you're getting that much out of him it's like 
And that's like it's it's just a sign that there's not really someone to kind of pull it all together and hold people accountable. And unfortunately, it can't be a player. Like Cristiano Ronaldo is a great player for holding other players accountable, like in a way, because he holds himself to such a high standard as a player. I want to make it very clear as a player. <laughs> but when it comes to other things, like you need other people in place to help, you know, keep that standard up. And I think Ten Hag is a great hire for that, but he needs to have full control of every little detail of what happens at that club. And I think the only way that that'll change is if that happens. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, if one team goes down, then one must come up. Are you, oh, we're, wait, 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 wait. We're saying, we're saying Manchester United. Oh, no, they're not going down. down no, no, no. Down. They're just falling down the table. They are yeah. They are in free fall. They won't hit the ground yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But It's a fallout boy song. <laughs> Is it sugar? We're going down. Yeah, sugar. We're going down swinging. They're gonna. I mean, they're still gonna uh, I mean, be bad. But no, yeah. they're just taking it on the chin. I'm, I'm not sure they're swinging really that much right now. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but Brighton, I think Brighton will be in the top eight. We're yeah. Gonna... Tell me about that. Tell me. Tell me why you think they'll be in the top eight. I actually think that this was this was yours. That was me. Yeah, I think you said Brighton will be in the top eight. No, I thought you said that. Okay. Well, Brighton is gonna be in the top eight. You know why? I think. <laughs> Brighton will be in the top eight. We're we're really really good at this, by the way. We're, <laughs> we're, Brighton will be in the top eight. You know why? They are such a well drilled and well built team from top to bottom. And Graham Potter is an excellent tactical manager and just an excellent manager in general. He knows to find the right players to fit his system. He knows how to get the most out of his players, and he's he has the support of the club behind him to help buy the players he needs to do the, to to compete at the highest level. And the thing is now is that they're doing a thing that other clubs used to do back in the day, which is they'll buy these players at low fees and then sell them for six times their profit. They just sold Kukurea who is an excellent player, excellent <laughs> defender, an excellent attacking defender from the Barcelona system who was just sold to Chelsea for 75 or $80 million. Like Third she, most expensive Spanish player of all time. Yeah, huge, huge. And he's going to be a great player. But for Brighton to sell him for six times the profit, I mean, <laughs> just amazing. They sold, they bought him for like 12 or 14 million or something like that, or some to that extent. I mean, it's it's an amazing accomplishment for, for them, and they've been doing it consistently. Like, Yves Basuma is another guy. Like, they got him for real cheap and then sold him for like three or four times the profit, you know? And they're going to, they've built a model now where they can go keep buying these like players because those players know they go to Brighton, they'll shine, and then they'll get sold off to a big club. Oh, and they play tough, hard nosed football they are a they very well disciplined side they're disciplined but they're also they also play pretty too like it's not like they don't know how to play they move the ball out from the back they know how to exploit weaknesses they have tough they have tough nosed players that can really fight for fight for every yard which is great too and i think they can play any sort of style a lot of teams don't want to play this brighton team on a consistent no. basis it's very much like crystal palace to me like leads like brighton and crystal palace are very similar teams to me i could easily see both of them kind of finish in that like kind of top eight like top 10 sort of area and be really really good and just like really solid and you know you're going to get the same kind of performance out of them much like today crystal palace drew with liverpool at at anfield which big big result you know yeah if you if you don't play well against these teams they will absolutely hold you to the same amount of points that they score right like that's that's their whole game they're they'll stay up and they're going to beat teams that aren't ready for them right well speaking of like teams 
that will be interesting or not interesting. You know, teams that were consistently in that top eight, six, eight, like um, Leicester is a team. That was that was a Leicester for a team for you that you felt like we're going to be struggling this year. And honestly, I, so far in the season, it's, it's borne out. They have really struggled. And it seems like all of their players are up for sale. It definitely seems like they're they're entering into some kind of a rebuild. Jamie Vardy is 36 years old. I believe, who did I, I just saw somebody put in an offer for him and it got turned down, but that's sort of where Leicester is at. Teams are going in for Jamie Vardy. I know Newcastle has been linked to their young English attacking player. What's his name? Oh, is it uh, Madison, James Madison? Yeah, James Madison. It just seems like they're going to have their talent poached and Brandon Rogers does not seem super excited about what he has right now. No. Uh, no. I think they're going to end up fighting against relegation this year. I think they will be in the bottom third. Bottom third, yeah, they'll be they'll be they'll finish like 12th, 13th or something like to that extent I think this year. They they finished in that kind of area last year too, didn't they? Yeah. I think you know they were one of those teams that was really good but just never really got going all year and I think it's going to be the same thing for them this year. But the thing is is Brandon Rogers knows that's where they are right now. Yeah. And they need a an overhaul and the thing is is they've got some excellent players Mm -hmm. but they just don't have the depth or the consistency of some of these players yet to really do that thing they have they have some decent players just came in like Dewsbury Hall Jack Dewsbury Mm -hmm. Hall who's really good I think he's gonna be an excellent player for them I just think they need some more youth and some some change like Jamie Vardy guess just guess where Jamie Vardy was linked to you're gonna love it. You, Manchester United. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. they they've put in an offer, <laughs> which is like, come on, Manchester United. <sighs> I there mean, was never any doubt. It I'm, was always gonna be United. In a way, I don't hate it for Manchester United because you know that he's kind of, you know, you're gonna get goals from him, and right. he's gonna work hard. Like right. you know those two things, and maybe he'll bring some leadership, some some like fight to that team that because they need it. And so a guy like that might help. But I mean, oh man, like you to the. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure it's what what United needs. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about players that they, Manchester United could have used, as someone like Bruno Gamarish, you know, like someone they could have gotten for a halfway decent price and would have transformed their midfield. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's done that for Newcastle. Yeah. So the thing that I was really surprised about with him is he's he's a pretty tough guy. Like, he, yeah. he gets stuck in on those tackles. He goes and he wins yeah. possession. Yeah. He's not afraid to get physical with guys. And then once he has it, he has vision that a lot of other players lack. He, he'll he look at a pass and he'll be like, oh, I can take that on. And sometimes it, it comes off and sometimes it doesn't. But he definitely sees those angles. And he, and he can kind of tell, if I go here, this is going to open up all of this. His movement's very good. And in general, he doesn't really give the ball away a lot. There was a couple of times on, on Saturday where... Um, He'd get blindsided. I, I'm not sure. The communication seemed a little a This little was against off. Brighton, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of times where um, the Brighton striker would essentially come back and back check and just sort of like hit hit their midfielders from behind and take the ball away because the defenders just weren't giving him a heads up. Yeah, or like an option to play the ball back or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It was yeah. also it was like ninety eight degrees in England. Nobody was really ready for it. About twenty minutes in, nobody wanted to run anymore. Yeah, was, so I mean yeah, it was awful it's awful weather to yeah. play in, yeah. I mean other than Miguel Almiron, but I'm not entirely certain that anything makes him stop running. I mean the Brazilians should want to run. They that's what they they play in that weather too. Like Yeah 
they, but they it's were also, right. I mean, they <laughs> still they play so much more slow in those Brazilian leagues because of yeah. the, the, the heat. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of Newcastle, you believe, I, actually think I believe, you believe, I believe that Newcastle will be a top six team this year. I think they've, this could be like one of those years that the table is going to be very interesting, I think. It's going to be more interesting than we've seen in a long time. And I think to, uh, Newcastle, excuse me, Newcastle has the kind of squad that could, when healthy, really make a run. And they were one of the best teams in the second half of the season last year. They think they they were the third best team in the last 19 games last year. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they have the, the pedigree for the results. And I just have a feeling that, you know, they've got a system in place. They've got some really good players. They defend much better than they had at the beginning of last year. Yeah, it's kind of open for them for the taking in some sense. Like, you know, Manchester United is not going to keep up with them, I don't think. Teams like Leicester aren't, aren't nearly as good. And I think they can hold with Brighton and Newcastle and West Ham. I think they're all think kind West of... Ham's really their, yeah, their I think, rivals there. I think West Ham is like that. West Ham is the one team, I think, that could make it difficult for them. But I think they're, they might be just a touch better than them right now. But me, I mean, it's that I feel like that's the kind of the feel for, for them for me. Like I'm really surprised at how well they play, and like I'm glad that the system that they have in place is really smart and well done. And Eddie Howe made some really brilliant decisions with regards to players that were at the club. Like he's turned Joe Linton in this like into this wonderful. He's a midfield destroyer. Yeah, he's this beautiful midfield. He's like, a, <laughs> and he's like really silky on the ball too. Yeah. He's like a silky midfield destroyer. He's so good, and he covers so much ground. And he loves. He doesn't care. He just loves that he's playing. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't, he does it's not like. Oh, uh, no, he likes it. He likes to bang into guys. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, he's not a guy, like, he doesn't care if he scores 15 or 20 no. goals a year, like, you know, quote unquote as a striker would. He's yeah. cool with just being that. And in a way, it's worked out because they didn't have to spend money on one of those players. Yeah. They've got it. And yeah, um, I mean, that's such a great astute moment from him to like, to see that. And yeah. the chemistry between Joe Linton, Bruno Grimarish, and Miguel Almiron is actually really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the two Brazilians sort of figured out immediately oh I can send a ball through and Almiron is going to chase it every time yeah. so they do it and he gets to him and I mean he's Miguel Almiron so he doesn't always do anything with it but he tries real hard and never runs out of energy so I mean he's pretty I would say he's not like incre- like a he's not like Champions League efficient but he's pretty efficient I think with the ball yeah he's okay he's like, he's not bad he's just not he's not world class I mean, yeah well, he's I shouldn't yeah he's not world class but he's like I mean I if you were to play for some of these like really top teams I think I mean Arsenal were looking at him like three years ago when yeah. they were when they uh when they were all looking at him so I think you know that he could he could reach a level of that nature but yeah so the thing with Almiron is he uh doesn't give the ball away cheaply he just doesn't necessarily have the finishing touch or the passing vision to really like he'll get into dangerous areas and then where he goes from there is is where you struggle with him he just Sometimes, doesn't have the yeah. end product yeah. yeah but speaking of Arsenal for the second time i think arsenal is gonna finish top three this is probably this is maybe our spiciest take it's no, up there it's not the spiciest no we got other ones i think that are spicy which which one is it the- yeah i think it's that one that one that i don't one, i don't think it is but- i think it is i think it's pretty sp- that's a really spicy take because uh yeah that's that's foreshadowing. I mean, so, the other this one is also spicy too. Which one? Keep going. That one. This yeah. one? Yeah, I think. That's well, I mean, he spicy. put in two. He's got. Yeah. He's yeah. Let's yeah, actually yeah, let's yeah, skip yeah. to that because this, this one is yours. Uh, so so Mitrovic <laughs> yeah. will score 15 goals this year. Mitrovic from Fulham will score 15 goals this year because he's uh, the only guy that scores goals for them. 
he takes a lot of penalties for them. So I think he'll get 15 goals. The so. But the thing is, it's not it's not a sign that they'll stay up. <laughs> I think he'll just <laughs> score 15 goals. They right. might still go down. Though I will say, Fulham Fulham fight. Mm-hmm. They fought. This is the most I've seen them fight under any any in the last three times they've been in the Premier League. This is the hardest they fought recent of of recent um, Premier League era because they've been kind of up and down over the last like 10 years. But they were up for a long time. Yeah, I think this is a team that will actually stay up. They'll finish like 16th or 17th because I think they fight more than some of these other Premier League teams will. You know, I think, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that I just saw them. I watched them play. I think they played Wolves of all teams. And and they both, it was, and they played Liverpool. And in both games, they fought really hard. And they, even though they, you know, the game against Liverpool, maybe they were a little fortunate not to lose. uh, They were fortunate to, like, draw that game. But they also put themselves in positions to keep it tight. Like, they, it wasn't like they were, they caved in or they gave up or anything. They fought to the last second. And I, you know, you gotta, you know, take that. And speaking of Wolverhampton, we're talking about one. One more thing on yeah. Mitrovic. Uh, one of the goals he scored, he just straight up turned Virgil yeah. van Dyke. Like, that. people don't do that. But Mitrovic is big enough and quick enough, and apparently at this point in his career, and I watched him with Newcastle, color me surprised, um, good enough with the ball on his feet that he just straight up turned van Dyke, and yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so I think he has a chance to score 15 goals this I, year. He might not, but because he might not get the chances, but I think there's definitely a possibility. I, I mean, if he can do it to, to Liverpool's team, Defense, he can do it to anybody's. So moving on, we were talking about Wolverhampton. So this is, I think, this is the spiciest take of them all. Actually, we have one other one that could be a spicy, even spicier take. That one? Yeah. Not, not, not Steve Bruce. Not Steve Bruce. So you don't think Steve Bruce getting relegated is is a spicy take? Getting his team relegated down I mean, in the championship? What? What? At West Brom? No, I don't think it's spicy. I mean, <laughs> I don't. It's not. It, <sighs> He probably won't get his team relegated, but you you know what will happen with this team. Right. They'll they, defend a lot. They'll do some things. Everyone then, will slowly lose interest. And everyone will slowly lose interest. And then, yeah. So I'll, I'll just come out and say it. I believe Wolverhampton will be relegated. Wow. Wolves to be relegated. This isn't on your brother, is it? This isn't like a brotherly thing? <laughs> Uh, I mean, maybe a little, but um, <laughs> I, it's not it's not not related. No. So if you look at Wolverhampton, they have over the last three years steadily gotten worse at everything. So they, ah man, but last year they were actually pretty good. I thought I thought I, they were really solid defensively, and they like kept up with some of these teams. They, they finished scored what, ninth, like, right? They scored half a goal a game. Yeah, but. No, in 38 games, they scored 19 goals. Yeah, it's like 0.59 per game. (laughs) Let me look this up. Yeah. Yeah, I think... They, they can't score. And, I mean, so they've always been set up, essentially, to play very tough and then score just worldies or bangers, bangers only, for Wolverhampton. And there's just a, an amount of variance with that that you end up kind of like you, you're not going to come out on top of. They've lost Adama Traore. He's gone. He's gone to Barcelona. He's there full-time now? Yeah. Um, they scored a goal a game last year. They scored a goal a game? Yeah, they scored, it a, yeah like, they scored 38 goals in 38 games. That's my bad research. That's not great, though. Um, I mean, it's still not good. A, a goal a game is pretty pretty bad. They've lost um, players' names are uh, also bad research. Players' names are eluding me. They lost. Uh, they lost. Uh, they got rid of uh, Fabio. They got rid of a striker. Fabio something. Fabio. Zhao. No. Yeah, Fabio something. I can't remember. They lost a striker. They lost um, Adama Traore. 
They lost Cody. Uh, Connor Cody's gone. Connor Cody's gone. He went to Everton on loan. Yep. Um, trying to think, there was a midfielder that is gone too. But they've kept Neves and some other players. Yeah. I see. I'm in complete disagreement with you. I think they're gonna be fine. I think they'll. I don't know if they'll finish tenth. They might finish like fourteenth, but they're not getting relegated. They're gonna be too good defensively to not to get relegated. They're not gonna give up enough goals. I think the problem that will happen for Wolverhampton is that the Premier League overall is a little bit better than it has been in the last few years. There are no, like, really bad teams, and this might just be because my team is good now, but, like, you just look top to bottom. Fulham can beat them. Nottingham Forest can beat them. Possibility. Yeah. I just think, I, I, I think, I'm trying to think of who the really bad teams are. Leeds can beat them. Leeds isn't bad. Uh, Everton. Ever, Everton could get relegated. Everton could get re- like somebody legitimately. Has to get I think Bournemouth will get relegated. Bournemouth's yeah. gonna get relegated, definitely. I we think. can probably pencil them in. Yeah. They're gonna be there. Well, so the other team you'd picked, we might as well do this now. This was this was your choice. Who do you think's gonna get relegated? Southampton. That was the other team. Yeah. Oh. I um. Well, I'm worried. See, this is where I think that where we have a difference because Wolves are gonna be solid defensively all year. Mm-hmm. There's not gonna be a problem with them defensively. I don't think. Southampton are not always solid defensively, and I think they could go down because they don't they don't have the solidity in defense on a consistent basis. Now, will they fi- they may find players and figure it out? It's totally a possibility, but I just have this like this kind of sinking feeling, and it's one of those things too. Like you have one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, and James Ward Prowse, has got no support. And he, the thing is, is they got they had gotten rid of, or they shouldn't say they got rid of, they lost a lot of their attacking potency with Brojo leaving, and they they're trying. They tried to bring in some players that might help out and work out, like a Rebo from Rangers. And I think they brought in Elianusi as a wingback. You know, like they, they, they have some guys that, that could possibly do something. I just I just worry it's not enough at this point. I think the subtractions are more the, the additions at this point. And I'm a, I really like Southampton. I think they're kind of one of those, like, Premier League staples in a way. But, yeah, I think it would be bad for them this year. But they do get relegated every few years. Yeah, they do. And they struggle to get back up. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll, they have a great academy is really what they yeah. what they do. And then yep. they'll bring in another new class. They'll get back up and eventually sell all those guys off. Yeah. will be super, super effective. Let's see. We talked about Nottingham. I think, or is this you? This is you. Mid-table, yeah. yeah. They're going to finish like 13th, 12th, yeah. 13th, 11th, whatever. What's his name? Steve Cooper is a guy that is, he's like one of these guys that is surprisingly excellent as a manager. Like, he's one of those guys that finally got a job. He worked under he worked under Pep and worked at Barcelona and did all these things and, like, really kind of developed a system and, like, kind of holds, holds a lot of those principles. And he was a guy at Nottingham Forest when he finally got the job last year after they fired Chris Hutton who was, you know, a well-respected manager, like had done some, he was a guy before Graham Potter at Brighton. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy, or strangely, he's been the guy who's been the predecessor to a guy, like another guy who's come in and has been like really effective as a manager, like really good as a manager. He was at Brighton and he did fine at Brighton. I thought they were playing all right. And they were like, no, we're going to go in a different direction. And of course, the direction they went in was right. They made a really brave and smart decision. And they did the right, I thought they actually did the right thing in hiring Graham Potter. And they've turned into this well-respected, upper mid-table side like fighting for European places. Now Nottingham Forest, they've invested this year too. They've bought like eight or nine players. Not sure if all of the players are going to be super effective, but but yeah, I think Steve Cooper is going to keep them up. Okay, Uh, so with Nottingham Forest, I think 
with the the kind of players that they've bought too. Like they've bought players who are effective in the positions that they're in, and I think they also bought some really diamonds in the rough kind of players where they're not. They may not be good. They may not be great this year, but next year you'll see like, oh wow, the the value of that person is really really high, and they'll sell them on for like a higher rate. And I think Steve Cooper is going to be there for a while. He's like a guy I think that is going to like keep them around, keep them playing, keep them playing hard. And I don't think they'll suffer. They may suffer like a small little second season thing, but it won't be like, oh my God, we might get relegated like these. It'll be like, oh, we'll finish 15th and we'll be, we'll be comfortable. But you know, maybe one little if during the season, like in like March, but by April, they'll be fine. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I think, yeah, they're going to be solid. I th- I really, I think I've watched them play a few times. I watched them play in the uh, championship last year for a couple times. And I just really like the style of play that they had because they can play tough but they can also play and attack and move the ball. Though I will say they won on Saturday and they may not have totally deserved it. I mean, West Ham really outplayed them and they yeah. West Ham probably should have scored like four or five times and they somehow didn't. They had a penalty. They hit the post like three times. Like they had clear cut chances and they didn't do it. It's so. early days. Yeah. West Ham is 19th right now. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. But they will, uh, I mean, they'll bounce back. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Nottingham, you have a disappointment. With regards to that, I think just Jesse Lingard is going to struggle. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be his first real kind of Premier League side that he is nominally supposed to be the leader of, and I think he is going to show that he is not really up to that level, which is why he's not up to that level for Manchester United. Right. Maybe they should have kept a character guy like him, but I'm not sure that he is. Like He's a very talented guy. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to carry force to a top 10 finish. I think he'll struggle, but the team will still be good. You think he'll be fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, like, I think he'll, he's going to be okay. I don't think I, I don't think he'll do what he did at West Ham, which was score, like, a bunch of goals and have a bunch yeah. of assists and all that. I don't think that's what he'll do. But he might, he might have, like, that kind of quality where he's he just knows how to like get the the players to be better than what they are like he knows how to like raise the standard right and and that'll be good because he's a technically pretty good player i think in my opinion he's a very technical like it's just yeah there's other parts of his game that aren't also all that great and i think he you'll see like towards the end of the season he might not be always in the starting lineup i think i i would agree Next, I think that's what will happen. Yeah, next Manchester United played. I have, and this may be the, the hottest of, or whatever you want to call it, the the craziest controversial thing that we will say today. I think Aaron Takag will get fired before the end of the season. I don't even, so the thing is, is I don't even think it'll be a surprise. I think it'll just be fucking sad. I, I you know why I think that is because, I think it's a big deal because they, he signed a five-year contract, right? Yeah. So the idea is that he's going to be there and rebuild that team, right? But I think it'll get, like, right now they're on this path that if it gets any, if it continues to go downhill, like, they've got to play mm-hmm. Liverpool next. That could be, and the Liverpool hasn't won yet, and they've got to go play Liverpool. Liverpool put them to the sword. If they, if they come out and play that poorly against Liverpool, pool against like they did against Brentford they will lose like six or seven now yeah. and then you're gonna wonder like oh my god like is Ten Hag the guy like is he even a good coach because and the thing is is it's not about Ten Hag like people are gonna realize that it's not about Ten Hag it's not about their midfield isn't really all that good oh my god they're... it's so it's beyond average it's like yeah. one of the worst I think it's actually one of the worst midfields in, in the Premier League right Fred's a, a decent player McTominay's a decent player Neither of those guys is Manchester United quality. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't even think they're Brentford quality. So, yeah. I mean, this team, 
is so it's not even Manchester United is so poor and it's not even it's not even about the quality of the squad that they have like um it's it is about the quality of squad it's not even no no it's not even about the quality of squad they have it's the attitude of which the players play with on a consistent basis the fact that they ran almost 10 miles less than Brentford says everything to me about that team and like Manchester City like they may not run as much as they used to but they are still run a lot same thing with like Leeds, like Leeds United when they played that year they got finished ninth there are teams that in Liverpool Liverpool notoriously run quite a bit yeah. you know they've got a they've got to be one of the hardest working teams in the prem like legitimately they i think that's going to be a thing for them in the future is that they've got to be one of the hardest working teams consistently over the next year and a half two years even if they finish eighth at least they know they've got players who are fighting for the badge and fighting for the team and fighting for each other because the problem they have is they don't none of them want to fight for each other anymore and the thing is as a coach knows it and he and the thing is and i i almost wonder in some ways if he's like wanting this to just completely drop to the very bottom so that he can do whatever he wants to get this team back to where it was yeah i think it'll have to i i think the only way that you can regain control of that dressing room is if the bottom falls out and unfortunately they might meddle their way to lower mid table and the thing that's crazy about this is that you might fire this coach because you think it's his fault and in reality it's not and the thing is is they'll get to another coach who might like stabilize things for a little bit but not really change the culture or change what really needs to change yeah yeah you know and that's going to be the real that that'll be the, the tragedy of what, what will happen so all right so let's let's try and rapid fire some of these yeah you ready? Yeah. All right. Leeds United is going to stay up by six points. Hey, they'll stay up by more than six points. They're going to be fine. I, Jesse Marsh has got them. They've got four points already. They need to get to 40. They're going to be fine. Right. They seem great. And I think a large part of that is that Tyler Adams is going to show that he's a world-class midfielder. Right. What he does for that team with his solidity and as long as he can stay healthy. That's always the caveat yeah. with him. Yeah. But he, uh, there was, he was up to the physicality. So far, right. he's been up to the physicality of the Premier League, and that was really the only the only thing that you had to worry about with right. him. The other Ty, speaking surprise. of Tyler Adams, Adams, he's going to show he's a world class midfielder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, I think that's great. And Matt, speaking of United States players, Matt Turner will start in the Europa League final, and he'll look great. He'll look world class. He's going to start more games than we think we we think will happen. He so he's the kind of goalkeeper that when he gets his chance, he's going to have just some phenomenal moments where they we have friends. <laughs> we have friends. We have we have doggy friends. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are recording this podcast outside, and we just got attacked by a bunch of puppies. No, no. A- attacked is such an aggressive word. They came over to see us. It was no. wonderful. Yeah, they're lovely puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, um, beautiful puppies. Yeah. But yeah, Matt Turner is the kind of uh, goalkeeper that when he gets his chance, he's going to look unbeatable sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And he will, he'll get game time off of that. Yeah, he'll get, he, I think, yeah. And Arteta's already spoken about his quality of character and like how much he cares about playing and like how much he loves what he is as a human being. Because he's, right. I, from what I've heard from, even for as a fan of Revolution, is that he's like an A plus individual as well. He's like one of the yeah. people that, he. the reason why people ex, like kind of expect it is because he works hard and he's willing, He's you want to root for him, you want to give him everything because he's such a wonderful human being in the process. Uh, I'm excited for this. I think, like, I'm not saying that he's going to be better than Ramsdale and start over him, but there's always a possibility that could happen. I mean, Aaron Ramsdale's an excellent keeper too, so, I mean, who knows. But uh, Matt yeah. Turner might be the best shot-stopping goalkeeper in the world. Or might least... be. Could be a, one of the top five, I think. Right. Definitely, yeah. 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 
on. It's, it's the other stuff that he's going to have to work on. Right. Speaking of Americans and potential disappointment, I think this one is, is probably a lock. Yeah. Uh, Christian Pulisic will play in 10 games or less for Chelsea and end up being moved in January. And that's a huge disappointment. He was like, he was the big move. He's the guy for the United States. Captain America himself. NRA Mar. He is, he is supposed to be the guy. And it's, it's pretty clear that it's not going to work out with Chelsea and Tuchel. I, I have never heard NRA Mar. You've never heard that? That's ridiculous. I love it. It's so bad. It's so awful. But speaking of, uh, Pulisic is going to go to a really, really good team. Mm -hmm. He's just not going to be at Chelsea anymore. I just, for some reason, Tuchel doesn't... Tuchel's never really liked him as a player, mm -hmm. even at his time at Dortmund. And I think there's just this... I, the thing is, is that Tuchel can't really trust him because Pulisic hasn't been fully healthy for longer than five or six games at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a thing for him. Until he can stay on the field for 38 to 40, 50 games, it will be a thing that will carry with him. And unfortunately, and I wonder if it's just a style of play or like what's going on, but for Chelsea, it will be a huge blow because when he's on the field, he's the best player on the field for them. He is their best attacker. He's the one who creates a lot of chances and create. he does a lot of that for them. And people are like, oh no, it's like actually just watch them play with Chelsea. When he's on the field, He's a, they're a different team with him on the field. It's yeah. um. There are certain players in sports where when they get the ball, you watch the defense immediately panic. Like it, it happens in hockey, happens in basketball, happens in uh in football. Wide receiver gets it on the outside, and they're like, oh, he can break like three tackles here, and he's gone. And that's kind of what Pulisic does to defenses, where he gets the ball on his feet, and there's immediate warning bells. Right. There's there's sirens going off in defense, where it's like he only has to beat one of us, and things get bad real quick. Right. And that's what he brings to Chelsea in a way that I don't know if they have any other players that really really do that. To sum it up, there was a season where he played at Dortmund where he uh, had, it was like six less successful dribbles or something than Lionel Messi. Like, it's just in Europe. Yeah. Like, yeah. for that season. So, it's, he's a very dangerous player, sometimes wasteful. Not going to matter because you're not really going to see him until the World Cup. So, speaking of Chelsea players, Raheem Sterling will not score 10 goals for them. I think that's a thing. I think he's, like, he's going to struggle more because he's not going to get enough chances. I, I agree. And he will spurn the chances that he does get. He's not a clinical finisher. That's, no. that has been true. He will have assists. He probably will have 10 plus assists, but he will not score 10 goals. So, he's still going to be a pretty effective player, but people are thinking he's going to score like 15 20 goals that's not going to be the case for him I, uh, he's going to need other playmakers for him to do that and he i don't i don't think they have that in that chelsea side i think there is going to be and i think i'm putting this up for vote for doing a an episode on this i think thomas tuchel teams um struggle offensively and i think part of that is because tuchel is a controlling manager um he reportedly wants to replace his entire attacking group which is uh, crazy because they just went out and spent like 200 million on Timo Werner went to RB Leipzig. Yeah, That's done. I mean, Timo clearly like he was he was okay. He was actually okay. He was really at good at Leipzig. Right. I mean, he was really good at Leipzig before he came to Chelsea. And they came yep. to Chelsea, and there was this whole issue and all these problems and. I think he lost his confidence and got in his own head. More than anything at Chelsea, I think that's what happened. And I think it sort of like like started started rolling downhill on him. So I think I think a move away was good for him. I think he's going to be good with uh, Leipzig, and then I think he'll get another move. Is what will end up happening. And he'll, he won't he'll go. To, did he get sold or was he loaned? I'm not sure. I don't remember. 
I think it was a loan, but... Yeah, I think it'll be good for him. Deli Ali will be sold to a championship club by the end of the season. This one is Paul's. Uh, I, I co-sign. My notes here in the margins are Deli Ali is John Joe Shelby, so... I mean, Deli Ali. this is the thing that's sad about Deli Ali is he... Deli Ali was a superstar. Mm-hmm three years ago and he's completely disappeared off the place of the planet i don't know if it's i don't know who to blame for it obviously he's got a lot he's got to look mm-hmm. within himself and find to find himself because it's clearly lost himself i think jose Mourinho caused some problems for him and i think the systems that they constantly kept playing at tottenham is has like messed with his head yeah. because he's not the same player he used to be and the thing is is he should be like a 15 goal a year midfielder and they've got tried to do a million different things with him when really like thing is is like frank frank lampard he is like a version of frank lampard he is a guy coming in he's the third man coming in on attacks and the thing is is like people have tried to play him in different ways when in reality that is what he is and that is the best like the thing is is he's a really good player when he's put in that position and it's really frustrating that he gets put in these other places because they don't want to play that way anymore you know yeah and yeah is he better than joe willick And so this is an absolutely absurd conversation like three years ago, two years ago. Oh, way better. But now it's like, I think he is better than Joe Willick, but Joe Willick is more consistent right now. Yeah. He's actually, he's played pretty well for uh, Newcastle. I wasn't sure he was going to. He had kind of that talismanic run and then he really. Yeah. So Timo Brenner was sold. He was straight up sold for like 25 million pounds. So they lost like like 20 million. No, more than that. Like, oh, he was like like a 60 million million pound signing. Something like that. I think that that hurt him as well. It was such big money. I think it was the largest transfer that Chelsea had ever had, isn't it? No, that actually Pulisic was worth more. Oh, was he? Yeah. But still just awful business. Like, this is like, that's like an Arsenal deal. No one ever talks about it. It's just like, or like one of these recent Arsenal deals. And it's like, you know, it's the reason why Chelsea gets away with it is because they've had so much money and it still comes out. Like, but in reality. Well, and they're successful. And they've been successful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, anyway. It's, it really annoys. It really annoys me. There, uh, there is some deep-seated rage inside of Paul. Anytime we bring up the words Tottenham or Chelsea or Chelsea or just Chelsea in general, just like uh, I mean, a lot of teams people should hate Chelsea unless you're a Chelsea fan. In which case, you should just hate yourself. It's totally fine. Just hate yourself. You know what you are. I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's not really. I'm not trying to be uh, antagonistic, but in a way, sometimes I am. So, actually, speaking of Chelsea, we think, we both think that either Liverpool or Chelsea have missed the top four this year. Potentially both. Or both. I don't think it will be both. I think Liverpool will get it together. I just don't know if Chelsea will. I'm, so I'm not sure Liverpool will. That's actually, that's actually yeah, that's my we big one. one of the other ones, yeah. So, like, they're, they're pretty much written in, like, in very heavy pencil for second. And I'm not sure they're going to. I think Arsenal's probably better this year. Liverpool has brought in a lot of new players that are playing very well, but they did didn't really bring in any like they don't have a world beating mid- midfield i think you can go up and down the premier league and look at a lot of uh the midfields in the premier league and they will lose to some of those yeah and i think that will actually be part of what makes them struggle i don't think they're they're gonna press i think teams are more used to that at this point there's a lot better ball playing in the premier league than there used to be yeah coming out of the back and stuff i mean they're still gonna smash some teams they're still gonna be liverpool but Mitrovic turned Virgil van Dyke. Like, teams can beat them now in ways that Liverpool has not been getting beat 
in the last few years. That's interesting, yeah. You, you might be right. I just think Chelsea's a little more chaotic than Liverpool. I think Liverpool will, like, straighten it out and it'll be fine. But I think Chelsea, there's, I don't know, there's something about something about them that, like, seems off off kilter and well, could uh, go bad. We'll, we'll do, I think we're going to end up doing this episode. Is Thomas Tuchel a good manager? That's a good question. And uh, yeah. I think I think that might be part of where their struggle is. I it's it's very very weird. I'm not sure. Like obviously they won the Champions League under him, right? Yeah. Uh, he's coached a lot of really really good teams. Yeah. I'm still not entirely certain that he's better than half of these guys in the Premier League. Yeah. As managers, I can't tell you that he's better than Eddie Howe or uh, Graham Potter or uh, Cooper. Can I mean is he? I don't know. That's a good question. We will do a whole full length. I think he on is. That. I think he is. I mean, he's won a Champions League. He's he's gotten a Paris PSG team to the Champions League final, which it, we're all looking at now is like, how is that possible? Even with all their world class class players, I, I don't know. We have one more thing, right? We have one more surprise, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh... Did we talk about this? We talk about Jesus yet? Have we? Have oh, we? Oh no, we we didn't do uh, we didn't do Gabriel Jesus. We we didn't we haven't we haven't preached Jesus yet, right? Nope. Gabriel we, Jesus will score 25 goals this year. And be the top scorer. He'll be the top scorer in the, the Prem. If he's not the top scorer, it'll be Erling Holland. That's, I mean, it's one of those two, I think. I think Gabriel Jesus is going to show how excellent he is this year. And how, like, why, even though Pep got, like, let him go, like, why, why they held on to him for so long. If anything, I think the reason why he left was because he wanted to be the star. I agree. And I, he couldn't do that at Manchester City because well, Pep does his thing and rotates and stuff. And well, the thing, that and Holland was coming in. And they knew Holland was coming in. They <laughs> yeah. think Holland's a better player. And he might be. But the thing is, is Gabriel Jesus is pretty... Like, you're going to find out that Gabriel Jesus is going to be like one of the top three or four strikers in the world in the next like two or three years. Yeah. And... He's still only, what, 22, 25? Oh, he's, 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 he's 25, only, but, I mean, that's not... I mean, he's still got, like, right, five or still, six right, years yeah. of really good play in him, at least, and maybe even longer, because even though he's he's not, like, a lightning-flash player, he's just a really smart player who works hard. So right, He could kind of beat Sergio Aguero. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think he's going to get 20, something like 25 goals. He's already got two. He needs, uh, what, 30, like, 23 more, which could happen. I mean, they, they get the ball to him, and he can create yeah. chances on his own. I think they're going to be fine. Like, Arsenal are going to score a lot more goals than people realize this year. So. Yeah, and I think that will make them uh, second. second. I think they'll come in second. Oh, man. I think it's going to be Man City. Uh, Liverpool drop points, so, you know, yeah, Man City wins. Yeah. And then I think it's going to be Arsenal. And then I think it'll be either Chelsea or Tottenham in third. I think Tottenham. If, if you got it that way, I think Tottenham will be third. Third. I think Liverpool doesn't drop much further than fourth or fifth. Like I, I you, you, So you think Chelsea will be fourth and Liverpool will be fifth? Based on that, I yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. going to be a matter of a point probably by the end of the by the end of yeah. the season there, and I would not be surprised if West Ham or Newcastle end up leapfrogging one of those one, teams, one or both of those teams. Ooh, interesting. That's that's a, that's a thing. I ooh, okay, okay. I was going to say if the top four will be Manchester City. Yeah, Arsenal or Tottenham in number two. I'll, I can't believe I'm saying that, but Tottenham could finish second. I think it'll be a distant second, though, if it's yeah. Tottenham. 
I think um, City. I think City ends up running away with it. I think they brought a uh, cannon to a knife fight with Erling Holland. Um, they will struggle. I know that they look really great right now, but they're going to have moments where they struggle because they they have some midfield issues or some wing issues and midfield issues, and it's going to like they'll get through it. But I think they're going to be times where they're not going to be at their best because they'll have some injury issues they'll have to deal yeah. with. Well, um, I think they're just going to overpower teams at a certain point. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, the lower teams definitely, but when yeah. they get to like the. Um, the Tottenham's and the Arsenal's and stuff, you'll start mm. to see that they may struggle from time to time. Yeah. And and I wonder if if they start getting deeper into the Champions League, if they really focus on that instead. Because I think I think now what all Pep needs to do is win that Champions League, and I think he'll solidify his legacy as like maybe one of the best managers I, in English history, or just best man. I mean, he's one of the best managers in history. Let's not. I don't want to uh, dilute that because he is. It's, I mean, he's a, a monster of the game, and he deserves to be recognized for it. I think more than anything, that's what the Hotland move is. I don't think that that's how Pep sees uh, football. Pep loves to do the like control the game, yeah. pass it around, very technical, very fluid yeah. movement. Yeah. And, and yep. he was like, "Fine, I'll get the big guy who just bangs him home." And uh, and I think he's trying to trying to go for the Champions League final with that. Yeah, I mean that, and you get one of the five best strikers on earth. You might as well go get him. Yeah. And um, I think Liverpool instead of Chelsea will finish in the top four. I think Chelsea will finish fifth or sixth. Or, yeah. I yeah. I just I don't know what it is about it. Maybe maybe I got my bias. I already talked about how much I don't like them and how I think Chelsea hands hate themselves. I actually really feel like it's a really bad take on my part. I probably shouldn't say that. No, it's fine. You no you. Hey, we don't walk back our garbage uh, on this podcast. It's you gonna stand, sound so bad. You yeah. stand behind your aggressive hatred of the men who wear blue. I oh god, it sounds so bad. I I don't actually hate you. I love you as human beings, but I just don't like that you're fans of Chelsea. That's it. That's all it is. That's that's really what it is. It's not. Has I I I probably I probably will get along with you. I get along with a lot of a lot of Chelsea fans. But you're a Chelsea fan. So much like you're a Tottenham fan. You're a Tottenham fan. I mean, I like you. You might be a nice human being, but you're a Tottenham fan. In which case, I just yeah no. My <sighs> team's the villains now. You're shite. We're gonna smash you. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're like that. You're like we're, we're we're evil now. So whatever, I'm leaning into it. Um, as always, this has been the coffee house. Yes, the coffee house. This hey. has been the coffee house, and uh, it's been presented by Studio One Four One. By oh. the Studio One Forty One. One Four One. Oh, is it One Four One Studio? Doesn't even matter. It's One Four One Studio, and we just don't know how to say it any yet. We've just said it so many times. It's just in our head. It's like something right. with One Four One and Studio and that. So, so uh, in this outro, we'll say it correctly to to end the thing. It is the Coffee House presented by One Four One Studio. Is it the Coffee House at Studio at One Four One Studio? The Coffee House at One Four One Studio. Yeah, because the Coffee House has to be a place, right? Right. So we have a little. It's like a little corner. Is, yeah. Um, the, it's, it's just just over in the corner, over by those kettle and a mocha cup. Right. Yeah, by the paintings, and right. uh, like we offer coffee for a dollar a piece. It's best cup and co- cup in town. Yeah, it's terrible. But I don't like. I mean, I drink a lot of coffee. I don't like coffee. It's garbage water, <laughs> and we're gonna drink <laughs> a lot of it. But it's still the best cup in town. Okay, let's just make that clear. Just because it's garbage water, it's still the best cup in town. I think we've lost ourselves here. Have a great night. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs>